10 a lucky number? No. But you know what is a lucky number? Saying, hello everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Broke Car Snobs. I'm Aaron. Where's, I'm Adam. Where's the number? I don't know what number we are. I'm going to say 14. You are wrong. No, I'm going to say 15. You are. Understand my question. Correct. It's episode 15, Bruce. No. Well, <laughs> my question wasn't where's the number asking you for the uh, ep- the uh, hi i can talk the number of the episode that we're on is you said then the lucky number is and then you started doing your introduction there was no number in that introduction so where's the lucky number oh i would say i like the number 17 so that's going to be the lucky number of today's episode because today's episode is 15 but lucky number 17 thank you now we can learn continue. to speak chinese uh, now say, the word chiang actually means money or bank i was gonna say where's the beef Thank you. Chiang? Chiang. It is, um, I can't spell it right off the top of my head, but I did learn it from one of those fortune cookie things, but then I actually wanted to know, like, is this real? So I looked it up on Google, and it actually means money or bank, and that made sense to me because I guess in how you use it depends on what the word's usage is for, so it's Chiang. Well, thank you for that. I'm Bruce, and now the episode can begin. Yes. Are we starting all over from the beginning? Yes. Do you want I me want to this stop to recording? all play. No. <clears throat> yes. No. Maybe so. All right. Um. I stopped recording. Okay. And we picked right back up where we left off. No, I'm Adam. And I'm still not recording. Oh. I am still not recording. How are you doing today? Now I'm confused. <sighs> it's going to be one of those episodes, isn't it? <laughs> Who's on first? Oh, God. No. <laughs> no. No, please. <clears throat> oh, what's happening? Guys, I hear uh, a lot of the driving... Uh, areas in uh, our little country here of the U.S. of A. is uh, in some scorching, scorching hot temperatures, especially down south in uh, the southwest. Um, I know, uh, do we have any tips off the top, just safety reasons? What should you carry in your car? I'm guessing you should carry some water. You should probably also carry something for shade if you need to. You know who doesn't care that it's hot out? <clears throat> Me anymore, because my AC is fixed. That's good. So it- there are actually real people like getting hurt and stuff, because like there are world breaking temperatures right no, now. No, 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 no. Back to him. It doesn't, I guess, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. They that, don't matter. That doesn't matter. It was great. I, it got hot in the RS today, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll the windows up and turn the AC on, and it worked. It was wonderful. Highly recommend don't ever replace the AC components on an RS4 yourself. I hated my life. Yeah, you did it. Now you have the experience. I literally had to pull the passenger side taillight uh, or headlight out in order to get to the re- reservoir. And it, you have a very tightly yeah, packed the, engine There's not there. a lot of space, but, yep. If our listeners haven't guessed yet, the three of us represent, you know, the spectrum of good, neutral, and evil. <laughs> and chaos. Yeah. And, right. Good and bad. And and you are neutral selfish. I'm, so, I'm the yeah. good one. Can confirm. Can confirm. Yeah. Uh, but hot weather. Um, I guess water, I think, is, is a big one, right? Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because I'm going to piggyback <laughs> off of last week's show, our movie that we watched, where they were pouring water into oh, the radiator. The, the radiator yeah. Is that a big thing? Because I have not seen that ever in any of the vehicles that I've driven in or gone on rides with people, but I've seen it in movies, so I'm kind of wondering about that. Antifreeze is water mixed with chemicals that prevent it from boiling and freezing. And corrosion. And corrosion. So... Is this something that used to happen a lot more often before maybe the advert? Yeah, back in the days, you would just fill a radiator with water. Oh, right. Just check it. And the, the big thing nowadays is the engines run so hot, like, 
putting just water in your radiator might get you to a safe spot, but you're not going to be able to run it for very long because when you get to 212 degrees, that's when it boils and then you're going to blow stuff up in your engine. Mm-hmm. I think probably with Celsius older cars, or Fahrenheit? First one, then the other. Both um, at the same time. I don't think you're going to have a good time if your engine is at 212 degrees, degrees Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> no, that might be, you might be creating plasma yes. at that point. <laughs> and you're probably not going to have a good time where you're sitting, you know. Yeah, it's going to be a little hot, a little yeah. toasty. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if, like, older cars, did they not get that hot? And they were able to put just they regular did. water? They did. You had to regularly add water. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but no, uh, in, in an emergency situation, you definitely can pee in your radiator. And I wonder if those chemicals would have an, like, what do, what temperature does pee boil at? Uh, it would boil lower than water. Because there's salt in it. Yes. Mm. So it would boil lower than And it's that. slightly acidic. So it would boil a little, probably, I'm going to go ahead and, this is just a, you know what, I'm going to look it up. Because my guess is about 198 <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Uh, oh, this and is now my phone is going to be forever right. destroyed because I'm literally searching. <laughs> the algorithm is going to be like, oh, yeah. Aaron likes to research urine. <laughs> urine? No, no, oh, it's going to ask you to specify what animal. <laughs> What's the boiling point of human urine? <laughs> Don't specify that. Ba- are we talking badger? <laughs> Raccoon? Bat? <laughs> Bird? <laughs> So it is lower, not as low as I said. It's it's only about 208 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. So technically speaking, water is still better to put in your radiator than peeing in it. Yes. But in an yes. emergency situation, if you need to... Ooh. Put distilled water in there. Well, that's why I thought everybody always said to keep distilled water in your back seat. That's... But that's also because there's no organics in distilled water, so it won't So distilled rot. water has a higher boiling point. It yes. It has no boiling point. I don't think you can. As soon no, as... it can boil. Can it? Yeah, it just needs surface tension. Exactly. You have yeah. to put something in it, and then it just explodes. But here's all at the once. thing: your radiator is filled with is deposits. never yeah. gonna be cl- unless you're getting it like right off of being made, and it, it's pure. So like the only way you're gonna get um, distilled water to go forever without being boiled is to like get it into a freshly cleaned flask. Well, no, even if you did get a perfectly cleaned radiator and all your plumbing was perfectly clean. I'd imagine it's still dangerous because you're superheating water. Yes, you don't want to do that. You can actually do it in the microwave, and it's not good. No. That's one of those things that people used to say you could do, and it's... um. Oh, like the whole trick about putting your cell phone in a microwave to recharge the battery? No, this was even further back, like when in oh. the earlier days of the internet, where it was like people were saying that they were putting distilled water in the microwave um, to heat up water really hot, and it was exploding, and then people were showing that it didn't it's happen. It actually can happen. It goes well above 212 yeah. degrees, and as soon as anything touches it, it just explodes. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's like the super cooling water, where, yes. right, where it's still yeah. it's a liquid until it gives something for the crystals it's to form just on. just the opposite of that, because okay. the water wants to react, but there's nothing to react on it with. That's another good one from the old days of the internet. I can't stress enough, do not do this, but they used to like post on like forums and whatever, right. how to make crystals at home. Oh God. <laughs> yes. Do ammonia. not do this. You would put, you would add equal parts ammonia and bleach. Chlor- chlorine bleach. Yeah. Yep. And then you would put a fan next to it to get it like air flowing over the top you gotta, of it. Like, and then you were supposed it. to yep. add pennies or grass or something mm-hmm. to it. And it just creates mu- uh, mustard, mustard gas. gas. Does it create yeah. mustard mm-hmm. gas? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That was a big 4chan thing. And somebody commented on that and they were like, I'm in the hospital now because of you edgelords. Yes. Now, again, I'm not stating that you should do this, but if you are going to follow some sort of making of crystals, use 
sugar sugar and then put a in thing of floss connected to a paper clip or something distended into the cooled water where you've boiled uh the sugar into because as the science behind it and i'm sure this is somewhat related to car fluids too because this is chemistry is that liquids that have solubles in it will absorb much more solubles when it is hotter right. and then when it's cooler oftentimes it will still maintain those solubles but they will find a way to residue out either by forming goo in some places or otherwise. And obviously, if your name is Walter White, you don't need any of this help. You're plenty skilled capable. at creating crystals. Yes, that is very true. capable. That is true. Being. That is true. But he was also a high school chemistry teacher. And if any of you had high school chemistry classes like mine, your professors or teachers, whatever you want to call them, did make ice crystals in class, especially the one fun one where you get to drop a single a grain of salt into a test tube and it just turns into a solid salt, which is a fun one. I never had, hmm. I never took chemistry, but I had a really good biology teacher who definitely right. taught me some very interesting things. Interesting. Hmm. I did, Um, I will say in college, I took an astronomy class and um, my, our, our professor taught us density of liquids by mixing a kamikaze in class <laughs> because a kamikaze is a whole bunch of different liquids and they all separate. And that's very much how gases and liquids of different varieties do. And we were learning about like gas giants and stuff like this. But once again, I'm going to relate it back to cars because I bet you there are some liquids in cars that will separate. Tesla, uh, uh, what's his name? Elon Musk shot a Tesla into space. Well, I was going to say something about chemicals in cars that, oh, okay. you know, may separate or gas may separate if it's left in a long time or, you know. What's it doing up there, you think? Up in orbit space? Orbiting stuff. The aliens are like... It's constantly falling toward this? Earth. Look at this primitive technology. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, God. Cars, cars, cars. Isn't that a, a statement from Borderlands? Where, what's his face? Like? No, this is where the cars live. Get you one. Guns, guns, guns. That's what yes. I'm thinking of. Yeah. I don't remember that one. But I never the played Russian the guy. One. The Russian guy, yeah. yeah Anton oh, or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns, yeah. guns, guns. Uh, anyway. This is Marcus of Marcus Munitions. Guns, guns, guns. Oh, God. So we catch a ride from the Scooter Man. <laughs> that whole game is just rich. I only played the first two. Ah, uh, it's so good. Uh, so I suppose the whole point of, I guess there's been some pretty good um, reactions to putting the episodes out on Wednesday. We've had a little bit of interaction from the our loyal Facebook community. I won't lie. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I, I've noticed, and I don't know if this is just because now I'm admin on the business site, but I have been noticing interactions. Like, I know it's giving me updates whenever people look at it, but I've noticed that it is more and more people are looking and getting active, and I really like that. It's like, it's an actual thing that is, you know, reacting with people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Being able to interact and getting some good uh, good feedback. I like Especially the one whoever Matthew is. Yeah. yeah, I think he's the one who had a really good idea for the Lego RC demolition derby. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> yep. That'd I'm, be... I'm, I'm totally on board with that. <sighs> well, I think Lego, doesn't Lego make like... Yeah, they make mo little RC motor, stuff. Motors mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, they have uh, Lego electronic motors and everything. Yeah. But I'd want to go brushless with my stuff. Brushless. Brushless. Breathless? Yes. So one of the comments that I got was that maybe we should discuss our poor choice of automobile tattoos on our podcast. 
And that was definitely a jab at me. I don't have any car tattoos yet. I mean, although, oh my gosh, it would make sense because we're, I'm probably going to get a broke car snob tattoo as oh, this God. continues to grow. A check engine light. You can oh, just, <laughs> ch- like, I imagine you're kind of in the same boat as me. You're kind of pissed off that GM axed deep, Pontiac, deep sixed Pontiac to save Burdick. So you can just say it's, you know. I hold on to it more of as as a uh, as a remembrance of bad life choices and how things can evolve from one one thing to the next. I don't really regret it. Yeah, you know, I don't have I don't have any tattoos, so I got nothing. Yeah, I have two tattoos, but neither of them are car related. But I've been thinking about getting like more car related stuff. Like I saw one that was really cool where a guy it was like ripped flesh, but it was like a shock absorber. It was like a like a coil over on his leg or something like that or i've had an idea like that although it's not car but necessarily underneath the flesh was just robotics and yeah yeah something like that i think that's kind of cool clockwork yeah yeah oh if i had a body for this i there's a cool one i saw where it was a rib cage and inside the rib cage was like messed up clockwork horror but i don't think it would look good on a, a body like mine my body is a temple and that temple is a little rundown but we'll get there you gotta be more positive about that. Own that I shit. I said we'll get there. Well. Renovations, renovations, renovations. We're looking for uh some uh it's all process contractors. We're, we're, we're all we're all improving, right? We're yes. all improving. Very no. much so. No. I did I, get a, I, I did get a question. Um <laughs> I did get a question from one of our viewers, Thomas. Okay. He, because he knows me and he knows Bruce, says he is developing a mental image of what you look like, and oh, he won't no. find you on Facebook because he has this idea in his head of what you look like. Oh, God. Is, this, it, is it like one of the three three characters from the Disney movies there that we posted? Um, <laughs> just no. give me his phone number and I'll just send him no, a picture. No, don't. He doesn't. I offered to send him a picture he doesn't want because right now he says because of you having a deep voice, he envisions you as, as a like lumberjack. basically a big manly lumberjack. Who says I'm not? I did. I laughed his. Oh come on! I laughed in his face, and you I called you. I want to say the word I, wear, I used was boyish. I wear a lot. Of, I wear a lot of plaid, red plaid. He's I look like the brawny. a lumberjack, and he's okay. No, <laughs> I like to press wildflowers. The the brawny I man. Down that's, trees. That's me. I, skip I said boyish. That was I, I one of the an, words I used. I keep an axe in the back of my car, and yeah, by axe yeah. I mean. I actually, Spray. I actually do that though. Keep an axe. In I the, keep an yeah. axe in the back of my car. Well, you never know when you're going to need to cut some shit down. And an aluminum baseball pad. <laughs> and do you still have wood in the back of your car? Yep. <laughs> and a, and worth eight hundred dollars a piece. And a. Uh, That's true at this point, right? Uh, I have a, a floor jack. <laughs> yeah, I saw that last yeah. time you had it open. Yep. Bruce is more of a lumberjack than I am. Let's be real here for just a second. I've definitely chopped down a fair number of trees. Uh, yep. I have a follow-up question if you want to keep going along with the hot hot uh, temperature stuff. Yeah. What are some um, basic things that you think everybody should know? Because I know I don't know how to repair anything on my car, um, but some of the things I've thought about is You've I'd like to know. Headlight. Yes, but I'd like to know how to replace a tire in an emergency if I needed to. Mm, very or, simple. Mm-hmm. But like I have never done this, so I have zero confidence in it. I'll show you when we're done. But I'm actually doing this more for our audience instead of me, because I know I got you guys, and I, I, hell, I know with you guys I have access to sometimes a garage if I need to, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but like all of our viewers, like there are certain things that. You know, I, I know one of the big things that you can see on the internet now is boomers versus millennials, and I'm not. Uh, yes. I I think there's, you know, 
I, I'm not going to enter into that um, because I do think, you know, I, I don't know if he listens to this, you know, sorry to break it down for your dad if you're listening, but my dad never taught me really anything about cars except for the headlight incident. So like, I don't know how to change a tire. I don't know how, you know, uh, I can figure out, I think I could figure out how to take off, um, is it lug nuts? You know, <laughs> because, it you know, you know I, I'm imagining it's the same method of lefty, whatever, lefty, loosey, ready. Do you actually <laughs> want us to explain it? Um, You Go can if you want. I'm just saying what my my topic that I want to bring up is what are certain things, either maintenance or emergency situations that you think everybody should know? Like maybe even if we were going to teach this in school or just like a life matters uh, class, what are some things that you guys think that you either wish you knew when you were younger that you know now or um, you think would just benefit society in general? So common sense, common sense, car knowledge kind of is what we're getting at yeah stuff yeah. that everybody should know when it comes to cars but also things that I, I would love to hear situations that you guys know now and know well now that maybe you didn't know in the past yeah well i can tell you one thing you should watch out for is when you buy a car ask whether it comes with a full-size spare a donut or just a fix a flat <laughs> fix a flat yeah yep a lot of the times you'll see cars that have some cars have um offset wheel patterns mm -hmm. or wheel sizes i should say so like um my second grand prix was a gxp which has a v8 in the front of it mm -hmm. and one of the ways that gm engineered it to be more stable was putting wider tires on the front mm -hmm. versus the rear you can't rotate those you can only rotate them side to side you can't take the fronts and put them on the rear likewise they couldn't give you a full-size spare because you had two different size wheels so they give you a can of fix a flat they wouldn't even give you a donut because that impacts how the rotation is fix a flat like a liquid rubber resin it's, spray on or it's no you actually inject it in through the valve stem okay and it's just a slimy substance that fills in the hole okay yeah. as long as the holes tight enough like you it's obviously not going to be used as like a patch sure yep and i think after you hit the hit it with the fix a flat you have you still have to inflate it afterwards yes you still have to inflate it and that's not a permanent fix no, sure no. and and i'm sure our audience knows and if you don't one of the things that i actually know that i'll pass on is i don't think there are many spares that are supposed to be permanent fixes most of them are supposed to be no. i think temporary i mean if you buy a cheap silverado it's going to come with a full size spare. and when okay. i say cheap like the ones that come with the steelies the steel wheels mm -hmm. that your spare is going to be a steel wheel but i'm saying if you have one of those hard rubber ones that don't have <laughs> air in them that's that is a you're that you're meant to go about 50 miles yeah. on that and you're supposed to hit, get, get to, to a, a safe garage place. yeah yep. yep it's just a life life preserving method yeah especially on certain like my focus st um did not come with a full size spare. So if in the event one of my spare, uh, my front tires blew, I would have to take one of the tires off the back, put it on the front, and then put the spare on the back because I would absolutely shred the differential if I tried driving on yeah, that. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I, I want to say exclusively all of my Audis came with fix a flat instead of. I think actually I think the the Avant might have had a full size spare in the back of it now that i think about it that might have been a full-size spare which is nice having a full-size spare is nice because it's literally the exact same tire exact same wheels what's already on the car so mm -hmm. you just swap it out and then you're good to go forever with that um but when it comes when it comes to changing a tire like if you get a flat it's pretty simple you basically you have a jack that comes with your car i was gonna say i think every car i've had has come with one mm -hmm. yep if if you buy a car like when i bought my all road um it didn't come with a jack 
it was supposed to like factory it comes with a jack but it didn't have one and carvana actually reimbursed me they gave me like 150 dollars mm-hmm. as a check so i could get one i didn't but <laughs> <laughs> but you're supposed to have a jack and basically jack the car up and sometimes these jacks are not very stable sure um audis in particular they refer to them as widow makers because they're this weird kind of i can't even really describe it but it's like um i don't know I can't I can't describe it, but it's really sketchy when you when you jack up a car with this kind of jack. Well, I'm also going to put out there. I'm going to, you know, hopefully this isn't wrong information. I wouldn't go lightly into any kind of car repair without like without forethought. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But basically there's there's jack points on your car. Usually there's a little arrow underneath your rocker panel, which is this the side, the bottom side edge of your car, and they'll tell you where to jack it up. You jack the car up. Mm-hmm. If you, you want to loosen if you don't have an impact wrench, the first thing yeah. you want to do is break those lug nuts loose a little yep, bit. You first. gotta loosen the lugs first while it's on the ground so you have some resistance and then jack it up. I will say this would be the place if we were doing a YouTube video where we would show the internet videos of the people that lift their cars with jacks, except they're using their f- plastic frame and it just <sighs> crumples. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> or let's make sure you record yourself doing it, post it on YouTube for us to laugh at. Yes. Right. You exactly. get all, all of those internet points. Yes. All the fake all internet, the internet points. points. Uh, and then once, once it's in the air, you finish loosening all, loosening all your lugs or depending on what your brand is, sometimes they will, you'll, you won't have lug nuts. So with a lug nut, your hub basically has this has screws coming out of it, four, five, six screws coming out of it. Your wheel sits on those screws, and then you tighten the lug nuts. Mm-hmm. Other ones are where the, the hub is actually completely flat with holes in it, and the screw parts are attached to the lug nuts. So you're basically putting the screws into the wheel. Those are a little bit more difficult. Um, those those are an Audi, Audi thing. Those are hub centric. Like after doing yours a few times, I actually find yours easier. Think so? Yeah. Then lining up the wheel, and because yours can just spin right on the hub, and then that's I can true. That line is true. it up instead of having to line up the whole all, all five. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, when I was doing the uh, the AC on the RS, I had to jack it up and take both of the front wheels off, and the RS was is was a nightmare. I don't know what it was, but like I just either didn't have a, a good ring on the inside of the wheel for it to catch on that hub but i i had to literally hold the wheel onto the hub and like push it onto the hub as i'm screwing screwing the bolts into mm. it that was awful that was a pain the all road on the other hand is easy you just yeah. hang, hang the wheel up there um but as as a tip actually kind of um off topic a little bit but they actually sell these dowels that will screw into your hub so you, if you if you have an Audi or anything like that, this is a good tool to have. It screws screws into the hub, and then you can actually put the wheel onto it and thread the wheel onto this little dowel, and it hangs there, so it's not like falling off or anything like that. And hmm. then you then you put the other lugs in. Once the other lugs are in, you remove the dowel and then put put the regular bolt in there. I've seen that on a couple of YouTube channels. That was kind of cool. But um, yeah, once you have the wheel off, you basically throw the wheel in the trunk of your car and take your spare out and put the spare on and tighten it up and drop it down hmm. yep i actually had to do that once i was when i was working at circuit city i had just so i had reamed a curb and bent my rim bent, bent the wheel took it to the dealer and they got me a new wheel and put the tire on and everything like that and i went to work the same day and when i got out it was like eight or nine o'clock at night my wheel was flat my tire was flat because they didn't seat the bead properly middle of winter middle of a blizzard I'm ducked out in my Circuit City shirt and dress pants and all that good stuff. And I'm out there in the middle of the parking lot in New Hartford. 
in the middle of a blizzard, jacking my car up to put the spare on. Not a good time. I can't imagine that would be. Yep. So. I, I like winter. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've already mentioned this on an earlier episode. Um, I don't remember which specific one, but um, Bruce and <clears throat> you just added up winter. So obviously something that we want every car driver to know is how to handle um, a slip or... Um, Take your foot off the accelerator. Yeah. Yes. You know, on Do the not slam on the brakes. Uh, same thing with weather. Do not overcorrect. Same thing. And very similar with hydroplaning. Do not overcorrect. Uh, Thinking of it this way, when you slip and slide or you're hydroplaning, that is you losing traction. Yeah. And the only way to regain traction at that point is to not give it any power. Right. No power, no brake. All your wheels are going to do are just lock up and it's going to make things worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Straighten your wheel out. Turn, turn. If your rear end is slipping out to the left, turn your wheel to the left. Turn your wheel into the direction of the slide and hope that you recover. Yeah. Don't be, don't be like one of those musty tang owners that don't you know. you can power through it. Think you can power through it. <laughs> I mean. That's I, how you take out a crowd of people. I hope this doesn't sound cocky, but I've noticed you you kind of have to let your car steady itself more or less. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way I've gotten all through mine because I mean, unfortunately, I mean, well, upstate New York, that's, that's where we are. And in the wintertime, you know, sometimes you have to move from one lane over to the other and that lane's not always plowed. So you kind of are just, you know, your car's like, whoa, hitting, hitting, hitting that, that, hitting that, <laughs> that pile little, of snow yep, in yep. between the lanes. Right. It's sketchy. But generally your car will, you know, and I think, you know, not that you want to just rely completely on gravity, but your car's looking for those two little rundown areas. Um, if you think about it, the patch, the patch of like contact that your car is making with the road is minuscule. You're talking like maybe half an inch mm-hmm. by whatever the width of your tire is per, per tire. Mm-hmm. That's not a lot of contact. Does not take much to screw that up. But no, no, we have, um, we've talked about weather. We've talked about, um, tire replacement. Um, how about, what do you do if you have a flat tire? I mean, I actually don't know this and I know it might sound like an idiotic question, but like, I imagine I would just slow my car down by gently pumping the brakes and going over to the side. Don't pump your brakes. Just slow down. Come to a, okay. well, I don't know how, to, how, uh, Stop. broke get over wheel. as far as you can, unless your uh, flat tire is on the passenger side and you don't really want to go off the road then because you need oh. a solid ground to put your jack oh, but on. Oh, the um, shoulder. The shoulder, yes. Yeah. yeah. Put your hazards on, obviously. You know, be mindful of your surroundings. Don't stand in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if so- you honestly have no idea what to do, don't be afraid to just call... I was just about to say some sort of emergency. I don't think you can call nine. Well, no, you can yeah, actually, you can. they will tell you to call nine one one in that, yeah. that yeah. situation. Yeah, but I was some. definitely going to say one thing to look, definitely look into is triple a. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, I have triple a, so I've do I, yeah. since I've, I unwillingly driving. have triple a, my mother buys it for me every year. My mom buys mine yep. too. <laughs> his broke car snobs also his, entitled. His mom <laughs> buys me one every year. Yeah. We and, can probably convince her to buy you one too. So, uh, well, yeah. my mom's got me on that one. Right, and, right. and that really is a lifesaver. Um, mm-hmm. they, they will do all sorts of stuff. I had them. <laughs> I've used it twice and never for my own car. Really? Yeah. I've used it both times for a company truck. No kidding, really? No kidding. Wow. Yeah, no, because it's really funny, too, because when you call them, they ask you for the make and model of your car, and I'm like, it's a... Freightliner. It's a 2018 Freightliner, <laughs> and they're like, uh, we don't... 
like what? We don't have those in our system. Uh, okay, we're gonna send a tech out, and he's gonna do what he can. But uh, <laughs> like, what what pro- what problems did you call them on? Oh, I locked the keys in the truck once. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and then I don't remember what the hell the first one was. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like just within the, I think it was a week or two ago, I locked the keys in the RS. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what, it was nine thirty ish at night. I had just finished working on the car, and I just happened as I was getting out of it, like it was dark out. I wasn't looking where I, I just just grabbing for the the handle, and I hit the lock button as I opened the door, and didn't even think to myself. I closed the door behind me, and I stood there afterwards. I reached over and I pulled the pulled the door handle and it's locked and my keys were in the center center console mm-hmm. and I stood there for probably thirty seconds and I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so mad. I I gotta I have to point out that all three of us now have stories about just locking our keys <sighs> in our car because mine was I'm gonna say back in 2013 with my first car my boss had given me the advice to write up the case note before I met with a client um, in my car. So like all the points are ready to be filled in. And while I was sitting in my car, I took the key out of the ignition and I put it down in the cup holder yep. just while I was writing and stuff like that. And then I got out, locked the car, closed the door, got everything together, looked in, saw my car keys, tried to open the door, didn't. But luckily I called um, at AAA and mm-hmm. it, they said it was going to be a while, but I had a 45 minute, uh client therapy session so i went to the client's home you know went in and, you know and by the time i was done they were there and they very quickly yeah popped open my car it, it was surprising how yeah. quick they were able to get in there and get yeah. those keys i don't know how they how they did it in your your two instances oh, they had it was a, like an they had a hell of a time mine was oh, oh, yeah with the freightliner they have to oh. get up on top of the truck and oh my god see with mine it was top. like a balloon thing yeah yeah, yeah they, they, they yeah. did that too but they can't do it through the sides oh. and it's a tall commercial vehicle so they literally had to crawl up on the tank <laughs> oh my god <laughs> hope they got a tip right no <laughs> i'm pretty sure they get paid well sure they I have hope. to they have I to for, for a quick thing like that i will also yeah. say like not that i'm trying to bring in socioeconomic area but i was not in the nicest area <clears> of schenectady when i was working you're saying there's a not a nice part of Schenectady? Yeah, and it may or I probably can't talk about. Is there a nice part of New York? What kind of client I was meeting? That's with, true. But, you know, <laughs> but yeah, they just uh, Jimmy Jimmy the window a little bit mm-hmm. to get a little bit of a gap when they put that little inflatable pouch in there and mm-hmm. squeezed it up, wedged wedged the frame open just a little bit, and they he, stuck he took, it up. He took the pulse at the door. Yeah, yeah. So what else we got? What 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 are other things that you wish you knew or that you know all along and you wish other people knew? Well, oil oil changes are nothing to fuck with. Sure. You, a lot of people are just like, I don't need an oil change. I actually saw a, 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 it was a story that was on Reddit where it was some mechanic was like doing an oil change on this car and the owner was like, it's an it's a German car. I don't have to do oil changes. And they're like, no, you do. And no offense to cars, but that guy is literally a dipstick. Literally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So keep track of when, when you got to do your oil changes. Make sure to do them regularly. I know some of my friends have gone like 20,000 miles between oil changes. And it's like, no. Oil mm-hmm. changes preserve your engine. They, they make, sure, it make sure that everything remains lubricated and is sealed well and maintained and can't. I don't know if we're talking about the same friend, but I just remembered that. Yep. I don't know. We might be. 20, it's not me. 
She went like twenty five thousand miles. Uh, we might be thinking of the same person. Okay. We can we can censor it out. Who was and the, it? And then I I changed the oil for her. I was thinking it was. Oh no! Well, she's also pretty bad. Who were you thinking of? Uh. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Awful. awful. She beats the ever loving shit out of her. Uh, there. Yeah, we'll, we'll send, I'll censor all that out. So you walk by a car and the car's just like, kill me! <laughs> Put me out of my misery! Yeah, no. Remember, I was doing the oil change at your parents' right. garage and she told us how long it had been since she did her oil change. I was like, That's are not you good. fucking kidding me? That's not good, no. <laughs> I mean, we, we I go a little crazy every 3,000 miles, but... I don't ever have to worry about. Mm, well, one of your cars has a lot of miles on it, so that's not yeah. a terrible idea. Yeah. But, I mean, the big thing with Audis in particular is oil oil problems. If you don't change your oil regularly, you're going to have problems either with the timing system or And don't gaskets. be one of those guys who changes his oil filter every other time. You change the oil, you change the filter. Right. 100%. Now, some noob things that I will bring up, because yeah. these are probably things that you guys might not even think about because they just come automatically to you, whereas me... I get excited when I learn stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think it would be important for everybody in their car to always know when they start driving it, um, where your hazards are. Yes. Um, how to fully use your blinkers and the wipers. Um, where your gas cap is. Where your gas cap is, but also how what side it's on. Yeah. What side know it's whether on. or not you're driving yeah. an electric vehicle, so you don't stop. <laughs> right. Um. Also, how to open up your trunk and how to keep it open when you're looking at it. Um. I didn't, I've, I've actually known this one. I've known that there's the stick. Well, some cars have fancy things in it that hold them open when you open up the hood. Oh, you mean for the hood? Hood. Oh, yeah, you said, you said trunk. Right, I, I was confused. Trunk. I meant hood. How to hold the hood, um, hold, how hold the hood, open, hood yeah. up. But I know some cars have fancy mechanisms for that, but most of the ones that I've had have just had the... The support, yeah. The support. Um, but I've also seen videos on YouTube of people, like, using pieces of wood, even <laughs> though they have the thing in... But no, like, they have the thing in there, but they didn't oh. know about it. Well, and then oh, the wood wow. falls out, and it just slams down. If cause... you go to, like, a garage or a quick oil change or anything like that, they're not going to use your regular little support thing. They're going to use a giant black uh, telescoping okay. Really? Rod. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, How it's come? just safer. It's oh, it's safer yeah. that way? Mm. Huh. Um, let's see. What else? Uh... I mean, as, as a rule of thumb, sometimes cars will have a little arrow on your dashboard to tell you what side that the gas. The yeah, gas all cap of is my on. cars have had that. Some, I think my older yeah. ones haven't, but the new ones do. I got good news for you and I. Our our cars will not let us lock our keys in them. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. And to be fair, my huh. Honda Accord, when I got it, the fancy model that it was, yeah. also um, would not let me lock my car in it or in the trunk. Huh. You couldn't lock your car in your car. That's no. pretty fancy. Well, well, that is pretty yeah, fancy. I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> Although that one time I drove a Kia, I could fit that in most other people's cars. <laughs> that was a tiny little Kia Soul. But yeah, um, yeah. Bruce's, back, Bruce's Hyundai, yeah. same thing. One of my favorite dad jokes. <laughs> fit it in the back of my pickup. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. What Another else? thing. Um, what octane of fuel your car takes is oh, important. Yeah, important a lot of people don't realize that you're yep. running a turbocharger. Guess what? You can need 91 or 93. Right. Yep. I know for, for a while there, uh, my parents had their Acura and it needed, it's a, it's a, usually it will say right on the inside of your gas cap, what octane you need. Mm -hmm. They, they, they were putting in regular in that car for almost the entire time they Good owned old it. Good 87. Right. Yep. And when I told them, cause I went to go put fuel in it and I was like, oh my God, this takes, this takes like 91 or yeah. 93 or whatever. And I told them and they were like, oh, we've never done that. They started and they got better fuel economy. And better power. Imagine that. Yeah, it was crazy. Right. It's crazy. So it's good to keep an eye Listen on that. to your manufacturer's suggestions. Yes. yes. Um, knowing 
what air pressure your tires mm-hmm. should be at and where to locate that if your car has a cheat sheet for yep. itself. Um, I want to say all of mine have been inside. Usually, the door door. Jam, yeah. Yeah, yeah. usually there's a placard there that Unless tells you. you're like me or Adam and you buy aftermarket. Oh. That's a whole different Wheels argument. tires. Yep. Then you just kind of have to know that. Yep. But will you know that when you buy the tire? Yes. N- okay. Uh, I had oh. to look mine up. Okay. Because That's what I I mean. Yes, okay. you will look it up and yeah. And mine mine's kind of still kind of a crapshoot. Um, I was going. I judged my numbers on the all road because I put twenty inch wheels on it. From mm-hmm. I went up from seventeens or eighteens to twenties. Um, because there's less of a sidewall mm-hmm. to the, to the bigger wheels now. I had to increase the amount of air pressure in the front so there's more less chance of bottoming out the wheel or the uh, the tire and whatnot. So I actually judged those numbers based on the uh, the S four. S four numbers, I think. My uh, my tires are truck tires. Uh, yeah, they're meant to be ran at sixty psi. My God! But my car weighs less than half of what a pickup truck does, so I run it at about forty. Yeah, yep. I think the all road on on my twenties, I'm running thirty eight in the fronts and thirty four in the back. Yeah. So I, that's important. Yeah, I know. Um. This goes beyond everything, but know your local traffic laws or know what signs mean. Um, and I know this is this is probably the crappiest tip I can say. Actually, it's probably the best tip I can say, but the crappiest because there's no real way we can discuss it. But you should have a small knowledge of your car and how it handles before you try to take it on long trips. But you don't always have that luxury, especially if you're getting a rental car. But like I know uh, all three of us at this table... And I know Bruce is going to argue with me because he argues with everything. No, I don't. You know, but <laughs> he does not. He does that not. All of I didn't us, say that. He yeah, did. I, I said that. All of us have a really good understanding of how our particular cars and how our past cars have handled. So we pretty much know how we can handle them. But I have definitely seen people go driving with a car for I the would first never time. Argue with that. I know. But <laughs> I think all of us at this table also know people who have gone driving with a car that they are not familiar with <laughs> yeah. and gotten into an accident or driven like that had something bad happen because I know they a perfectly trying, good sob that's just well, sitting broken in the yard right now. The K frame. Um but yeah, that exactly because they drive every car like every other car that they've driven. You know, they don't know how it handles. They don't know. Um, I've seen people obviously drive things like you go from a pickup truck down to a minivan. I remember driving around that stupid little Kia Soul. No no offense, Kia. That was very different than my Dodge minivan. When I first, had, you know. when I first started driving a truck, it was so jarring when I'd get done at the end of the day and I'd get back into my Hyundai accent. It's just the perspective sure. shift. It was... I was mind-blowing to me for like the first week see for me i've never driven a big truck maybe i will someday just for fun but i imagine it would be a little jarring for me having to i i don't know uh eyeball or use that kind of force of the brake versus the gas because i'm imagining you have to use a lot more gas and brake and at different points because the truck is a lot heavier maybe i'm wrong i yeah. don't know you know it's kind of like driving a it's, pickup. Uh, it's also really nice because most commercial vehicles, you're going to have an engine brake, so you let the, mm. that that do a lot of the work for you. Okay. You you really do anticipate stops a lot more in a commercial sure. vehicle. Like I you would don't that. you treat yellow lights a little differently in a commercial vehicle. But I also would think I would very much appreciate being able to see further ahead. Hell, you treat you actually treat green lights differently. Like you don't just keep the foot your foot to the floor. Uh, you actually let off. And if it changes, you just slow it down. And if it doesn't, great. And you just keep on going. 
but I've pissed off a lot of people because you're just going down 55 miles an hour. There's a green light kind of far away, and it seems like it's been green just a little too long. I don't trust it, so I just let the engine brake yep. start slowing me down to about 40 miles an hour, and I'm just coasting along. Well, and I'm anticipate gonna, oh, that yellow light. Yeah. Right. I'm going to also guess that you know some red lights, or like a, I'm thinking of that Walmart light going out of Rome. You kind of know how long <laughs> that one lasts green. So if it's been green for a long time, you just know. No, because uh, well, out. that one is actually that is one that not timed. That one is a, one of the best ones because oh. usually um, during the day it's censored, and then at a certain point in time it switches okay. over to okay. a timer. That one doesn't. That one always has the sensors running. I didn't know. That. Yeah. Okay. See, and that's one thing that a lot some of our listeners might not even realize if they're not huge on that, that traffic lights do have two different modes. Yep. Yes. They have sensors uh, built into the road sometimes that'll detect the magnetism from your car. And if, right. if you come up to a light that's red, it very well might start turning green for you when it detects you're there. Mm -hmm. And I will bring this up because I know Adam is filled with motorcycle hate, but I'm <clears> going to bring it up as a yep. neutral thing. I think most of us have seen one or two times when the light just doesn't turn mm -hmm. because it's a motorcycle. That's not on the sensor. The light. You yeah. want to know a really, if there any motorcycle fan out here sure. that has ever had that issue, a really good little hack is if you have an old hard drive, take it apart, take the magnets out of it, strap those magnets underneath your frame. No kidding, really. Yep. That's that's enough to trigger. It'll trigger it. Wow. Yeah, and for our motorcycle fans out there, a hard drive <laughs> is from a computer. Oh, yeah. Platter drives are kind of a thing of the past. Never mind. You're fucked. No, you can still find I'm them. I'm also for, being mean. I but, think yeah, I think yeah. you can still find them. <laughs> I liked it though. Yeah, they are being phased out. <laughs> What's that? I missed that. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I was just talking a little slowly, and yeah, AJ was what, slowing oh. slowing things down for our motorcycle fans. Out Although there. I should probably get louder too because of your hearing difficulties. But they're not um, all bad people. No, no, they're not. I actually, I have many friends, and one of the friends of family, David, he is a yep. huge motorcyclist. Yeah, I've actually been in a sidecar because of him. Was he was the one fun. that came up behind me while I was over there today? Do you even know who that guy was? He's the paper boy. Oh, uh, he's the paper oh. boy. He seemed a little not impressed when I left there. Well, uh, he. I told, like, when you started the car, I told him, it's like, you might not want to park there, because I expected you to redline it right there in front of the house. Oh, no, no. But no, you you started pulling away, and I was like, oh, okay, never mind. Yep. Now, you'd probably like David if we were talking about cars. Yeah. 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 No, he's a good dude. Yeah. yeah. And that's not to say that I dislike everybody that drives motorcycles. I just like the ones that are assholes. Dislike. Dislike. Did I say like? You say I just like. I it sounded like you said I dislike. I, I just like the assholes. No, I hate the assholes. And for our listeners who know what critical race theory is, yes, Adam's dislike towards motorcycles is very much like racism. What? I don't dislike all motorcycles, just the assholes, and there's a lot of them. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, he's just getting deep now. This is all getting right. this is going getting back, deep. Going back. Uh, anyway, going back, going back, going back. More things that you should know. Not um, all motorcycles are assholes, but all yeah. motorcyclists are assholes. What? What? <laughs> Anyways, um things you should know. Things, things you, you should, should know. know or be aware of. Hmm. Green means go. Uh-huh. Just because the light's been green, I, I going back to what you were saying about the truck actually just occurred to me. That's one thing that really pisses me off about just like regular car drivers, the ones that will slow down coming up to a green light because they're afraid that it's going to turn yellow. If you're in a car, that's different than if you're in a truck. If you're in a truck, I totally get it. You're trying to stop, you know, 50, 60,000 pounds, if not more weight. My fully loaded tanker was 80. Right. 
And I know like a full-size yeah. tractor trailer is 110, 112,000 pounds. Obviously, I don't mean for this to sound comical, but if you are at a railroad crossing, even if the things are not down, mm. do not stop on the tracks. No. No. I, even for me, like I, I will come to a complete stop at a railroad crossing and then creep out into it before I finally, you know, just to make sure that there's nothing coming. That's one thing. When, oh, God. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. When when the light is green and you're taking a left turn, get out in the intersection. Don't don't just sit at the stop line. Yeah, it's called claiming the intersection. Yeah. I actually I don't think that's legal in all fifty states. To really? Do that. Yeah. I think well, some states are different. We're no. still saying to do it. <laughs> double check double check your local laws and regulations yeah. to make yeah. sure. But in New York. Yeah. Claim your damn intersection. If the light's green, get out there so when it turns yellow and the oncoming traffic stops, you're able to go. Um, so I want to steer it a little bit, because I know we've touched on a lot of these topics in earlier episodes. Yeah. What I want to steer it more towards is, do you have any more maintenance things that you know about? Like, is there anything that... Check your tires. Well, I did bring up a little bit of that with the air, and I think that's important to keep checking up. Um, on top of that, I don't know much about the battery. Is there anything I should know about the battery? Health, health, healthy output is 12 volts. Okay. Is, does, do cars... I actually think it's more than that, isn't it? I think the output is like 12 or 13 volts. I said 12 volts. 13 volts, I think. Uh, I think it's, the, it? out, the output is actually like 13, yeah. Mm -hmm. How okay. would one know this? What? I mean, what the voltage output is. Yeah, you're you're not going to unless you get an actual, Yeah, unless you actually get one of those gauge clusters that has your voltage in it, you're not yeah. going to know. Any most light cars, bulb. most cars will have a little light that tells you when, when you're well, having a malfunction. That was yeah. my next question. Are there any lights that people may not know? Because I've noticed a lot of my friends do not have their manual for their car. I don't know if they've just taken it out to make room for other stuff. Now, that but... might be a more common thing now because uh, you can just download a sure. PDF on your phone. Yep. Sure. yep. One thing saves that I... them yeah. having to print out manuals for everything. I, I literally downloaded the manuals for the All Road and my Ford Fusion before I even took possession of the car, and I just started reading through it to get a good idea. But then again, that's you know I'm a car I'm a car guy, so that's a little different. Yeah. It's it's not really riveting reading if you're right. not into and if you're not heavy. I into do cars. have to say for our motorcycle listeners, I'm not going to explain what the internet is, but let's just say magic. I'm loving this. I'm loving where you're at right now. Like this is just ah. You go boop, 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 boop in your phone, and then magic, it appears. Ah, yes. so. um, <laughs> well, it's it's not good to run your battery dry, to run your battery dead. No, that That's, kills your battery. Kills your battery, yep. So if you have, like, a radar detector, make sure to turn your lights off mm -hmm. if, if you have them on. Most newer cars are smart enough, they'll turn the lights Automatic. off and everything for you. But Even if you leave them on. Yep. Um, one thing I will bring up is... And this is something I knew when I worked at a grocery store, a very well-known grocery store. That starts with area. a W. Yes, that starts with a W. Um, <laughs> and ends in green. I had coworkers <laughs> who would advise their uh, customers that would come up to the service desk that their car was dead, that they would need to get the jumpers out of the back. And then they were very fervently arguing that all cars come with jumpers. That's nope. and I know so that's, wrong. Yes, and I knew that wasn't true because the car I had did not come with jumpers. But like... Um, like, not everyone has jumpers, but I believe that this person grew up in a family where every car 
had a Probably. set of jumpers. Probably, so yeah. they just assumed. Grew up on a farm. Oh, everything, yeah, even your tractors had yeah. jumper cables. So yes. that's one thing I will say is that not every car has a jumper. Although I have been a part of jumping a car and it wasn't as complicated as I thought it was going to be. Red to red, black to black. Yeah. Make sure to hook up your negatives first. Okay. See, I didn't know that. Yep. Hook your negatives. I know. I, I licked them gently and it was riveting. So I'm, I'm sure. like, that's live. I'm sure it was a little yeah. electrifying, right? Or as Pierce Hilton would say, that's hot. She would say that, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. she? Yeah. And, Our uh, batteries do have just enough amperage to kill you, so please don't fuck around I didn't with die. them. He, he's still here, yeah. unless we're speaking to your ghost right now. That would be an awesome podcast. That would be an awesome podcast. <laughs> AJ the ghost. And Bruce, who doesn't believe in ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but, and I don't want to keep hitting on this topic, because if, if we want to move on to a different topic, that's fine. I was just, I think it's really interesting to hear some of the things. Like, obviously, I don't want to go into extremes, like what you do if your car slipped over, because that's that's one of those things that it's not that a... you bought a Volvo. Yeah. Right. Or Pacifica. But um, uh, right. Yeah. Speaking of Pacifica, I got stuck behind one oh, no. out here today. So <laughs> what is our car maintenance? Like, how do you handle the mental stress of being stuck behind a Pacifica? You drop down two gears and blow around them. Making okay. as much noise Even as you can. Even on a solid double yellow line. Yes. Don't do that. Or if you're in an automatic, just physically yes. rip your hand into the car and make it. Make it downshift yes. or upshift or whatever it is. Down downshift, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I had it right the first time. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Back to the whole charging thing, though. One thing that occurred to me that's thrown me for a loop a few times is that cars nowadays, um, they recommend not to jump them off of the battery directly. The positive and negative of the battery, like with my All Road and the RS4, the battery is in the trunk. Yeah, and you're so you there's a, a jumper. There's terminals under the hood, like right where your windshield wipers are underneath. And I yep. wouldn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yep. So that's one thing. If you're not sure where your jump points are, it's probably a good idea to look that up. And check check the manual. Which car was I looking at and pointing out that I thought that was weird? Was it one of mine? Yeah, it, it was the RS because we were in Bob's garage. I remember now. Yeah, and I had the charger hooked up to the trunk yeah. where the battery is. Yeah. So, wait. What? Yep. Yep, and the the batteries in the trunk and the all road too. Yeah, yeah, but the in, underneath things in uh, in the all road, there's actually a, like a red cap, so it stands out in the engine bay, and there's a big plus sign with a battery emblem on it, and you flip that open, and that's where the po- that's where the negative or that's where the positive is, and the negative is actually just a piece of metal coming off the chassis. So that's one th- good thing to know. That's one yeah. good thing to know. I was gonna say the only other things I can think of right now are just general tips or a weather tip but i don't think that's related to car maintenance so yeah yeah in the winter time take it easy mm-hmm. well i just meant like one of the things i was thinking of was um keep a blanket in your car never let your gas tank go below half in yeah. fluff in fluff if you're getting your car out you do not need to push as hard as you can in one direction a lot of times uh simple rocking is enough to just get it out and i've noticed that on a lot of car models and i don't even know what this is called um, one of the best places I've seen to rock a car and you're not really worried about being behind it is the driver's side window in the passenger or the driver's side passenger window. If you grab there, you can kind of oh, rock the car wh- it, where to push if you're stuck because right, yeah. you're right in the middle and you, there's no big fear of because I have seen, you know, and luckily the one time I've seen it, seen it, the person was fine because I think the snow guided them, but they pulled a car out and the car went over their legs Ooh, you know? so you're wow. rocking the car by yourself do you have one of those <laughs> drinking bird things on your accelerator to... no 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 i was getting my neighbor out of their spot oh okay but i want to get 
I want to rock the car out by myself. I want to rock the car right out myself. Do I get one? Where, do they still sell those weird drinking bird things? I think we could make one or one of those things that fill up with water and go thum, thum, thum. See, now you're talking about go, ghost riding the whip in the middle of, of winter. It could, what could go wrong? Hey, who hasn't done that? Right. No, right. Exactly. And the only other thing I can say is um, I try. I don't have it right now. So knock on wood, I got to get it done. But um, I always try to carry one bottle of windshield wiper fluid mm-hmm. in my car. Yep. That's a good one. After I fill it. Yep. Never keep an open container of alcohol in your car. Unless you're drinking it, and then you got to drink it all in one gulp to get rid of it, because you don't want to have right. open containers in your car. Unless you live in, <laughs> then it, that's a different story. You're well, allo- you're allowed to drink I've, up here. What the saddest thing I've heard around here is people have said the best thing about their car is it knows their way home at night after drinking. And I hate that. I just shake my head and put my head down. I'm just like, oh, make sure you can do. Make sure you edit out the name of our town. Yeah, Yeah. I've I've edited it out before. Yeah. Although I think eventually, more famous we become, it's going to be pretty hard to hide it. Like we're going to have paparazzi and everything. Oh yeah, they're going to be outside yelling, yelling right now. Yeah. People are going to be taking their shirts off and throwing them at us, and we're going to sign them and throw them back. We're going to hang babies off balconies. (sighs) Yeah, but then people are going to wonder, where did those babies come from? Because none of us have them. Although I want one. Yeah. But I've learned that you can't just take one away from someone, even if they're not good at taking care of them. Also can't hang them off balconies. (laughs) No. And on that bombshell. You probably shouldn't name them things like blanket. Oh, you're going to beat your blanket outside with a duster? God, I hope not. I threw the blanket on the fire to put it out. (laughs) <laughs> that kid had a rough enough life. Uh, what do we say? We take a break. I, I, I hear a word from our sponsors. <laughs> Thank you, sponsor. Oh, that was riveting. I don't. It was like we were gone for twenty days. <sighs> that was a sponsor that touched my heart. Right down it in was, the cockles. It was some good, good message. It was a good message. When I think about. <laughs> It really changes my life. And you can add in whatever you want. Oh, man. You're, you're, that's dangerous. <laughs> I like danger. Yeah. That's dangerous. I like danger. I'm going to come up with something good. We're going to have to brainstorm what, what I should edit in yeah. there. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, any one of those fantasy football gambling sites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Okay. I will say sports are not my thing, guys. And if you ever want a funny story about uh, Aaron here at the podcast, uh, that's me. Um, Who? When I first heard about fantasy football, I got excited because I thought it was like football with dwarves and dragons and orcs. And I was like, this is awesome. I would love to play this. And then I just see a whole bunch of people sitting around, you know, drafting fantasy picks of their actual players. And that's that's a million dollar idea. I hope, you know, I'm I'm not going to lie. Not a football guy either. That's exactly where my brain went. <laughs> I think you need, yeah. you need to do that, though. You need to do that, though. Yeah, I drafted this dwarf as my linebacker, and it's, they would be the ri- best linemen. That's a ri- that's a risky really business. That's a risk. That's jump risky. right over them. Right. Oh, I'm thinking of the people that need to just block. You know. Yeah, you could jump right over yeah, a jump dwarf. Right over them. Yeah, right. What if they get on top of each other's backs? Well, and, then we're just gonna and, go with ogres. Everybody's yeah, an ogre. Ogres, and it's yeah. just a stupid, stupid. You know. I think that's a great idea. But you need to have... With, with an elf, elf as a quarterback. Yeah. You need to have elves as your running back. But yes. I just want to see a scene where we have a very eloquent elf trying to explain to six ogres what the plan is. And they just keep beating each other up. Or picking their noses and yeah. scratching eating their eating asses. Yeah. Uh, cars. <laughs> oh, and for our motorcycle fans... Um, yes, what... Elves are... Uh, just 
it's okay. Just you don't need just, to know this. One. Just rock back and forth. <laughs> right. Eat, eat. Continue. Continue to eat out of your can of glue. Chanting yeah. something. Yeah. Continue to sip sip your Elmers right now. Yes. Continue. What? What? Why are you shitting on motorcyclists so hard today? I'm loving oh, it. Oh, it's for you. I do oh, it all. I for appreciate you, Adam. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. That means a lot. I'm loving it. Because I don't have any hard feelings against actually most people. But it's it's fun to. Uh, that's weird because I have hard feelings against most people. But that's why we make a great trifecta because right. there's you know we have the selfish money hoarder Adam over here that's who just up. you know just look at his fingers they are covered covered in, in green paper cuts in, in green green paper cuts right then we have Bruce over here who's literally wearing three skulls of people that he slaughtered I mean, and like I've asked him not to because has it's kind of ever actually gotten a paper cut from money I don't know they're actually fabric I don't know. so I don't know yeah if it they're cuts the same. Yeah, anyway, Maybe. Moving on. And, and broke, for the so record, I do not hoard my money. I own two Audis. I can't. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> Costs too much. But on the opposite end of that uh, teeter totter of having too much money, I guess the pretentious is what's holding up the. Ah. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. See, I can. Right. I can. Yeah. I can point that sass in any direction. Yes. Speaking even of, if I don't believe in it. Speaking but. of spending money on Audis, uh, Bruce and I are going to do the sway bar on the all road tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What time do we want to do that? whenever you wake up or i wake up i slept in like a mofo today and it was wonderful i'm on vacation this next I woke week up at six yeah i was gonna text you and let you know it's like hey i could go if you really want to nah nah i, was... I decided to put a ball diff together instead that's a pretty good alternative i'd okay. say what's a sway bar so it was it was actually funny that you mentioned that i was like envisioning in my head like earlier this week if i was going to talk about it today mm-hmm. how i would describe it so a sway bar is a ten, basically a tension rod that goes between w- one wheel and the other wheel on the same on the same front or the rear. Okay. So I'm doing the rear sway bar, which connects the driver's side rear and the passenger side rear wheel. And what it does is, if you imagine you're going you're going through a turn, and you know how you feel you feel your car the, the centrifugal force of going through that turn causes your car to kind of Rock, mm-hmm. rock to the side. Body yeah. roll. Body roll, yes. Um, what a sway bar does is the upward portion, upward force on one of the wheels goes through this rod to the other wheel and basically causes the car to remain more stable so it doesn't roll as much going through that turn. So shoot me down if I'm wrong, but I'm imagining in my head an axle. Mm, well, he's got wishbone suspension. In well, there. I was going to say in my suspension. head, I, I envision an axle. When as, you say axle, you're talking about like a solid piece of metal. There's but no, I'm also thinking of a, an X. I mean, yeah, like an, an capital I shape with kind of an X at the end. And then that would turn the line that goes across the bottom tires and the top tires into almost like an hourglass. Well... But your car is different. I think with built with, I th- different. Hell yeah. Sorry. I think with an axle, you don't need sway bars, do you? No. Right. I didn't oh, think so. Okay. So you, um, I know on trophy trucks, they're not quite the same thing, but you those no, have trailing arms, don't they? Trailing arms, but you you want a certain amount of articulation. But what they have to uh, restrict how much like uh, the suspension can droop down, like going over a jump. I can't remember what they're called. They're just straps. And they tack mm. them somewhere up top, and then they attach them to the X. It just basically stops it from completely bottoming. Gotcha. Yeah. So if you're looking looking at the rear suspension of of my car, mm-hmm. you can you can lift it with without a sway bar. 
you can lift one wheel completely up and the other wheel stays exactly where it is and you can drop it down you can lift the other wheel up and it goes completely up and down full full range of motion mm-hmm. um they call that an independent rear suspension and they hang a different layer and you go <coughs> <coughs> yeah right yeah. and when you're going to get your physical yes yes yes, yes exactly and what a sway bar does is it links those two. So when you raise one wheel, the other wheel raises with it. Now, cars oh, always have something that keeps the wheels. No, oh. you can use sway bars on solid rear axles. Yeah, no, they make them. I'm, I'm struggling to see how that would work, though, because with because, an axle, they're already linked. Right, but your axle's still going to shift like this, and the sway bar will keep like restrict it from doing too much of that. Interesting, yeah. Is, yeah, this this plays really good in the audio. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I'm showing a teeter-totter motion with my hands. Huh. Let, let me ask real quick. Do, it, do cars allow I for will, tires to... I'll show you. Okay. Do cars allow for tires to... Um, Move on their on the like, center? I want to say like a camber because of a turn. Like if you're driving... Like let's say you were driving up a road that is just flat on one side but kind of upward and curved on the other side. Like will the bank. tires both stay straight or will one kind of... Yeah, an embankment. Will one kind of bend the tire? Not typically. I don't think in under regular driving no um okay. i know when i lowered my audi tt the way that the rear geometry was set up in the suspension it actually mm-hmm. caused the wheels to camber out the lower it goes mm-hmm. so the lower the car sat the more they came out so i actually had to get adjustable control arms to bring those wheels in so they made proper contact with the road to be fair if you've ever seen a professional limbo player that's also what their feet do the lower they go how low can you go exactly yeah do, 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 do. What movie did we watch today? Euro don't trip. Don't forget to bring that up. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, we could, we could segue into that right yeah. now if you want. Well, no, to. I don't want to cut away from your car because I like learning about the yeah. what the sway bar is. So, because I'm hoping to stop by and just kind of visit you guys while you're doing it. Yeah, it should be pretty simple. I mean, the, it, it comes with a factory sway bar anyway. Sure. Um, but this this one that I'm installing on there is is bigger, bigger and more stiff. More robust. More robust. Yep. It's from O3. Bigger, longer, and uncut. Yes. South Park. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just one one of uh many many parts that 034 motorsport has come out with for this platform so i've already got the lowering springs from them now i'm going to have the sway bar from them and then mm. there's also a struck tower bar which i'm eventually going to get from them but that's like 500 dollars. what's a struck tower bar so your struts oh uh, strut oh it's a struck tower i thought it bar. was like structure so i was no. thinking struct struct no strut Strut tower. Okay. Yep. So a strut is the spring and dampening assembly that your wheel attaches to your car's body. So there's these tower towers in the front and the rear that these struts attach to, and that's where your spring action. Do you have your struts as a picture on the Facebook page for Broke Car Stumps? I could probably put one up there. No, I thought you did already. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. Maybe that's your suspension. I think I remember you posting something where you gave people the option to choose like what should i do next oh yeah 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 i did send i okay. put up a picture of the sway bar and the strut tower bar oh, yeah okay. which one i should go with okay yeah but uh, what a strut tower bar does See, is, is it my mind yeah, is it does you do remember mm-hmm. you're like um elephant i was gonna say i was gonna say opposite of a motorcycle an elephant because an elephant never forgets and they never forgive no i was gonna say velociraptor Clever girl. Because Muldoon, I just watched Jurassic Park hey, last night. Hey, this conversation just stopped being about elephants. Clever girl. 
And, that, Ma- and Muldoon was talking about... That makes this conversation irrelevant. He knocked that one out of the park. Yes. <sighs> All right. But a strut tower bar basically links these two parts of your suspension together, the left and the right side of the suspension. That's to... a lot of information to pack a drum in. Son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you were just waiting. You just had it right there, didn't you? Mm-hmm. That's good. I did. That's good. You're... Not a lot of trunk space on that one, but. Yep. <laughs> I'm no Dumbo when it comes to this. You know, I like to talk on the subject. All right. All right. That's okay. Yep. Yep. That's all I had to say on that. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, so our movie, uh, last week, our movie was sex drive, which was a bunch about a bunch of teams that went on a bunch of teens that went on a trip. And then, uh, this week's <laughs> movie was uh Euro trip, which was about a bunch of teens going a bunch on a of trip teens that went on a trip. However, this trip went uh, over to Europe, and both, but they still had both vehicles. movies or like the whole trip got started because of conversations people were having on the internet. Yes, and a That's bunch true. of it was about teenagers wanting to engage in sexual relations. That's true. Mm-hmm. And today, because of this movie, we learned that England is completely full of drunk soccer hooligans. Yep, Manchester um, United, yep. Slovakians hate Berlin. Um, no, no. <laughs> just that guy. No, he, he didn't hate he Berlin. Just can't he's go just, back. He's wanted. He can't go back there. He's yes, wanted. He can't go Berlin. back there. He's stabbed. Yes, <laughs> he did a lot of things. Yeah, he did a lot of yeah. things. Um, and that his main purpose of staying awake for three days was doing. Oh, what was the drug he said he was doing? Benzodiazepines. Yeah, benzo. yes. <laughs> well, it was benzos. It was a cocktail. It was a cocktail. Yes. And he'd been driving for thirteen hours. Um, an important rule we also learned from this movie that um, anytime you engage in a safe word, please make sure you know that safe word and can pronounce that safe yes. word before any yes. activities begin. Don't just hold begin. it up and put it in your pocket without looking, no. without looking at no. it. Yep. And also, Michelle Trachtenberg is a QT 3.14. And so is the, the random German girl. I, can't, I don't even know who that was. McKay. Micah. 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 McKay. Yeah. Michael. Michael. There were a couple cars in the hit. There was a double-decker bus. Mm-hmm. There was a double-decker bus. There was that, uh, whatever that car was that the guy in Slovakia drove them to Berlin. Was. Oh, my God. Yeah, what was that? That was a fun-shaped car. Probably, uh, I mean, a, you know, probably a Luda, Luda, or whatever the hell they're called. Luda. Luda. And we do know Luda. from the yeah. movie that um, it's very lucky that they arrived in summer. Because... <laughs> In the winter. Bratislava. It's very depressing. And apparently, um, because this movie is just chock full of European offenses, um, (laughs) in Slovakia, apparently a $1.58 American is... $1.83. What was it? $1.83. $1.285. Interesting that you uh, memorized that. But that that amount of money is uh, apparently like thousands. Royal, royal treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a little... And you can... A nickel apparently will allow you to open your own hotel. Yes, open your own hotel, yes. and then of course the uh, mostly scientific nonsense that drinking absinthe will engage you in uh, hallucinations. Uh, mostly debunked because absinthe is not made the way it used to be made, which was with wood alcohol, which is not legal for consumption in any places because it actually it will. It's made you. with wormwood. Um, I think those are along the similar. Oh, um, things because the alcohol that is produced that was causing that is literally your brain cells dying. Which, fun fact for everybody, Doesn't when your brain cells alcohol do that, not in the same capacity. It's kind of like isopropyl alcohol will also feel great, but not 
Like it's not good. And when you're yeah. dry you out, so, well, the, uh, regular Still, alcohol. But does. like uh, when, that's when other... your brain cells die, that's how you get motorcyclists. <sighs> and I'm not even trying to say that. I'm just <laughs> trying to say people who huff, people who do gases like that. Like you might think insecticides smell horrible because they do. You do get a euphoric high afterward because it's literally killing your Boy, brain. Boy, do you? Yeah, and you're literally killing your brain. And for some reason, our brain thinks being killed off is just just the cat's meow. <laughs> Today you learned. Yeah. Please don't do that, guys. Please imbibe your alcohol reasonably. Don't drink and drive. And if you are going to drink absinthe, make sure you're doing it with the funny apparatus over the salt. I mean, over the sugar sugar cube. No, it's a weird little piece of metal with a hole in it, and you put the sugar cube over it. That's that's what I meant by using the apparatus. Right, but you said under it. Red jumpsuit apparatus? What? Red jumpsuit apparatus? I don't know what that is. Do you feel like a man when Sometimes. you push her around? <laughs> no, I don't push her around. <laughs> and just to confuse Aaron, because I don't. It's okay. You don't really. You don't know. That, you've never heard of that band. No. That he event. has. I've. It, he has. Is that a band? Right? He's, he's been in the car. With, <laughs> Evanescence. Oh. <laughs> he's been in the car with me, and that song has definitely come. You're on. right. Yeah. I'm sure if you heard it, you would know. Sure. But anyways, so yeah, Euro trip. That was a. It was a trip. Yeah. And I think. Uh, Next week, our movie might be, but not 100%. No, it's Road uh, Trip. I thought it was going to be accepted. Either. We can do both. Oh, both. we could do both. Yeah. Do a mashup. one is only Get an hour and a half long. I don't think we have any plans next weekend like we did this weekend, so I don't go ahead so. and show up a little bit early and we'll do yeah, both. Yeah, like let's it. ask Adam to wake up early. That's going to happen. What do you think this is? Uh, like... When I say early, like today he showed up at like 345. Yeah. <laughs> Get here at like 2. Right. Easy yes. peasy. Easy peasy. Beautiful. I believe Cover the outs. latest I've ever seen him wake up is one. Oh, I've I've slept in. I've I've done. Yeah, but not but on a day that we've had no, plans. Although I am on vacation this week, and I might be actually going on a road trip next weekend. Oh, but I don't know when exactly. I'm not sure which day. It might be Friday. It might be Saturday. It might be Sunday. But we'll make it happen. We'll make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Always. I know. What? You'll be at my show, watching, waiting. We've made this commiserating. We've made this reference before. <laughs> Say it ain't so. I will not go. Cyanide spokes carry me home. Cyanide spokes? I don't know. I made it up. Shut up. Oh, okay. Oh, well, all right. I heard cyanide can taste like almonds. And it does. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's why mice like it. Likes it. Mice likes it. Mice likes it. <laughs> Isn't Mike that guy that you guys talk about a lot that does things with cars? No, it's the girl in Germany that Mika. we didn't realize was a girl. I thought you had a friend named Mike who was bad with cars. I wouldn't say he's bad with cars. He does unfortunate He's bad with things. motorcycles. Motorcycles, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And, and Volkswagens, yeah. No, and I hope you have a good experience with Volkswagens. He has some... I've had good experiences. He's got some pretty funny I mean, opinions oh. when it comes hmm. to cars. He does have some opinions. Wink. He likes the Civic Type R. The Pacifica? Type R? That's what I heard. Yeah. I'm just going to go jump out the window real quick. It's very small, and these are um, I'll pretty make it newish work. windows. So I'll I make it work. Ooh, fly. Oh, hi. Hi, Fly. He's dead. Bye, Fly. I say you, he did. <laughs> uh, so what else we got tonight? You got any trivia? You got any... Uh... I do. I got some trivia for you guys. I'm ready if you're ready. Uh, I was reading a funny story about oh, how news, you, not really news. Um, apparently, you can charge a Tesla 
when you're towing it at 70 miles an hour. It'll charge at the same rate as a fast charger. As long as all four wheels on the ground. So, like, you have another car. Like the regenerative regenerative rate. Tethered to it so that all four wheels are rolling and you get it up to 70 miles an hour, it'll charge at the same, like, fast charger. So, are you saying we could rent an RV and drag our tow Tesla? our Tesla with it and then and charge take it. that Tesla driving around? Yep. And we don't even have to worry about a charging station. We don't even have to worry about it. However, I did um, decide that our idea of getting an RV and going cross-country is actually probably not the greatest idea because apparently they can be up to, like... Five thousand dollars a day to rent. Yeah, so that doesn't sound right. That sounds well, like a highway robbery to me. We can still look into it. However, it does look like it would be better to um, maybe drive. Which I don't think any of us hate driving anyway. So I mean, that would be kind of ironic if this broke car stops. I don't hate driving, but I tell you, I hate motels. They got bed bugs, yo. Not only that, I've got some horror stories of like people oh, sure. like breaking into my room and shit. Oh God, yeah. But we could get your European fantasy out of the way by someone breaking into your motel room. Right. It'd be like hostile. Yeah. You'll be waiting for them. Will they throw me in jail for killing someone, or do I just get extradited right back to the U.S.? All three of us saw them attack you first. Okay. Self-defense, bitch. Wink. I don't think they have oh, standard ground laws right. in Europe. <laughs> no, you don't think so? Probably not. Uh, well, in Eastern Europe, where we're going. They, oh, well, they there's just the, no laws there. Ah, the, East, yeah. the Eastern Bloc. Yeah. yeah. He attacked I, you good enough for us. I say you, he did. <laughs> I'm not even going to venture a... What <laughs> happened here? Uh, who cares? Moving on. Suka. Suka. <laughs> uh, I guess in other news, uh, my mom got her new car, finally. The Escape. Yes, she got a uh, 2021 Escape Hybrid. So I've got I've had a chance to drive it and I've uh, got a, a chance to experience what the hybrid life is all about. How'd you like it? It's not bad, honestly. She's getting about forty miles per gallon, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty good. Um, it does not act the way that I thought it acted. So my my understanding of a hybrid was like you had a battery, you had a battery in it, like uh, like a Prius or something like that. You've got a, a battery which powers the electric motors, which drives the car, but you've got enough charge in that battery to get you like, I don't know, 40 or 50 miles, something like that. So you would drive those 40 or 50 miles. The gasoline engine would kick in to charge the battery when it, when it got low, and then you'd continue to run electric. Well, as it turns out, that's not the case. Yeah, they constantly alternate back and forth. I believe you're supposed to use the electric to get up and go, and then once you're up to speed... The gasoline engine is supposed to take over at that the highway. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. I did not know that it worked that way. Oh. So, yeah, when you start off, it's it's electric, and the, the electric battery literally has enough charge to maybe propel you for a minute, maybe a minute or two. After that, the other uh, gasoline engine takes over. See, that part I didn't realize. It sounds so low. Yeah. You'd think they'd give it, yeah. like, at least, like, 10 miles or something like that. Because, nope. like... like that's the whole point of like city driving is you're just constant stop and go and you're not burning any gas while you're doing it. You're mm-hmm. just now don't don't get me wrong. The regenerative regenerative braking is no joke. Like you can if you if you brake hard enough coming up to a red light, it will tell you how much energy was reclaimed during that. And it'll tell you like the percentage. Like if you don't if you don't do a very good job, it might say like 83 percent regenerated. Or if you're really good about it, you might get 100 percent regenerated. So during during that breaking to a stop, mm-hmm. you, you recharged the battery completely, mm. which is kind of kind of interesting. So, yeah, it's a, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a change, but 
it rides nice. It's got good, decent space. Looks really nice. It's got, you know, Android Auto, Apple CarPlay, and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. I mean, it's a Ford. Um, I, I've had a Ford. And a Fjord, I've, for those are Swedish. Or Bjorn. If, yes. Um, yeah. We were just you, talking. Oh, she's, uh, I don't know York. what she is. She, she's Icelandic. Icelandic, yes. Um, Can I ask you a special request? Beautiful Bjork. Yeah. I don't ask you for much, I don't think. You're a little unreasonable sometimes. Can't confirm. During <laughs> our last conversation that we just had, every time you mention gasolina, can you please sample a tiny little bit of gasolina? I don't even know what that is. What is the gas- song? The song. Yes, you do, because you've seen Fast and Furious. Gasolina. Oh, I just think it would be. Think, <laughs> think of the party after they just stole the uh, all the. We're gonna play it tonight. At the, the different fire. trailers. We'll play it tonight at the of Gasolina. Down in Mexico, they have a giant party afterwards. I'm pretty sure that's the song that they play. I'm having a, such a mental. It is a song that's sung all in Spanish. But if you have anybody that speaks Spanish around you, they will tell you none of that is actually real words. It's like fake American words, like "Oh, Porto, 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 John." You know, like yeah, it's, it's all about a porta potty. You know. <laughs> I can't tell you how many Spanish people you probably just pitched up. Pished. Pissed off. <laughs> Why? Just making fun of the language like that, bud. I didn't make fun of the language. It sounded like it. I wasn't. I, I was... think he was making fun of the people that were making fun of the... Actually, I was saying a bunch of English-sounding words. Porta, 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 porta potty or porta john. Okay. Because booty, gasolina. Booty, 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 gasolina. Gasolina. Is the only Spanish word in there, and then it, it like it's just a bunch of half phrases. Yeah. Trust me, I have a lot of Which respect Fast for and the that. Furious movie was it in? We're going to play it at the fire. The first? Was, no, God, no. Four. Wasn't that the one? In, right in the beginning, they were stealing a bunch of gasolina. Oh, okay. And all the trailer blew up and everything like that going down through the uh, valley. I think they and... managed to... Uh, spoilers. He was towing five five trailers. I believe they managed to yeah. save two or three. Spoilers. Okay. I want to say Don I remember that scene. I don't, National or something like that. I don't remember this, this song, though. Yeah. So you want me to sample that? You'll see, because we'll, I'll do it at the fire tonight. Okay. We'll, yeah. Okay. Because whenever you talk about gasolina, I want it to be gasolina. You want me to just put that, dub that over? Yeah. Okay. People are going to- I also kind of want, when you say electric, to go, it's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. Uh, I could, I could sample that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just with that little part. <laughs> People are going to get like all through this episode and they'll be like, why does he keep sampling that song? And then they're going to get to this section yes. and they'll be like, ah, uh, okay. Now, to be fair, I will say- it's in a lot of podcasts I listen to, I will be confused by samples, and then at the end I'll get it, and I've never been mad about that. Okay. Yeah. I, I love editing all that random shit in there. Like you were talking about building a Lego Death Star in the last episode, bum, and, bum, I, and I put bum, that in the bum, background. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I was Alderaan. real proud of myself. They're on Alderaan. I'm looking for love in Alderaan places. Oh, that's no moon. No. But just, you know, nah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm ready for trivia. I don't know about the rest of y'all. All right, guys. So, um, Pokemon. Let me let me talk to you about some stuff. So what? I'm actually going to give credit oh, because oh. I do I I take a lot of I don't ever come up with this stuff on my own. I hope you guys know this. I am I am smart a little bit, but I don't come up with this trivia on my own. And Smarter I'm going to try to give credit to other people. Today's credit is um or today's trivia is coming from um a quiz that was put up on Play dot howstuffworks.com and what it is is it's a bunch of um it says can you answer all these questions and auto mechanic should know mm. so take everything that i say here with a grain of salt because i'm not exactly lifting this from a mechanics uh textbook but 
for the most part, hopefully these questions are, um, you know, pretty good. So, um, after any suspension or chassis work, a vehicle needs what? And I have, I have some, uh, multiple choice if you want me to read that. I think we'll just guess. Alignment. Okay. Yeah, Bruce is right. Yeah, you guys are right. It is an alignment. Um, and like, then- like not even, no joke. When I did the lowering springs on the all road, it was, it was about a week before I could get the car in to get it aligned. You could tell that there was something wrong with the suspension. Like anytime I would go over a bump, the rear end would feel real floaty. Like it was shifting to the left or the right. That was from the, uh, from the alignment after I got it aligned. Now it tracks true. Tracks true. Yeah. I like that. Yep. All right, guys. Just, I don't know. One of those things. It just rolls off the tongue. Tracks true. Yeah. Yeah. What are the telltale signs of internal transmission issues? Hesitation to shift up or down. Stays in the same gear longer than it should. Doesn't shift at all. So my multiple choice options are black transmission fluid, burn fluid, smell, and sticky transmission. Bright red transmission fuel smooth feeling transmission fuel or overheating stalling and electrical issues black or burnt smelling transmission fluid. yeah i'd probably say that that is that is the correct answer yep that is correct no you, you, <laughs> you may you may also experience what they call hunting where where your automatic transmission is trying to figure out which gear to go into so it'll constantly be jumping between one gear or the other even my synchros you, are fucked you keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Oh, well. Fucked? No, synchro. Oh. <laughs> yes, fucked. <laughs> I don't think it means what you think it means. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, tis but a scratch. Okay. <laughs> what is a telltale sign for overinflated tires? A wear pattern in the middle of the tire. That is true. It says an excessive wear in the center of the tire. That's actually one way to tell whether your tires are overinflated or underinflated is where the wear is. If it's in the middle, that's overinflated. If it's on the outside edges, it's underinflated. That's how I know I got my PSI perfect because mine are wearing very evenly. That's good. That's good. All right. What is a road force balancer? That is a wheel balancer that I think simulates what... Whether it's on, as if it was on the road, I yeah, believe it's uh, a spinning drum. It, the, the, instead of just having it on an axle that spins it, I'm pretty sure it's a drum that spins the t- the. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. The tire, two drums, right? It could be two drums. I've seen them with one. Hmm. So yeah, this answer says um, a road. Yes, by the way, uh, the road force balancer is a special machine that applies force to the tread for the tire for more effective balancing. Yep. I want to say when you when you buy um, wheels and tires from Tire Rack. I was going to do it. Suspension. <laughs> I think when you get it from Tire Rack, they actually come road force balanced yeah. for free. Yep. All right. What does it mean to turn a rotor? Oh, is that like a, I'm not 100% sure. I th- it sounds like a Monroe Muffler's Breaks for Life thing where they just put it on a uh, a lathe and they, they kind of resurface the rotor i'm gonna say the same yeah so that is correct it's actually almost verbatim what you said turning a rotor means to put it on a lathe and shave off small amounts of material yeah which is actually probably a safe bet i know whenever i do brakes i throw out the rotor even though they're probably still salvageable there's probably still usable material i've seen left. some pretty non-salvageable yeah. rotors <laughs> so just so you guys know i guess on these before i have you guys guess and so far i've been doing pretty well yeah like this next one is what is a parasitic draw 
Oh, that's uh, it's gonna an electrical issue. You're basically drawing power off of uh, something's running that really shouldn't. Yep, something is uh, causing your battery to lose power. Yep, it is something that's using electricity on your battery more so than what needs to be done, and it is causing. Could be a GPS GPS unit, radar detector, aftermarket stereo, faulty wiring, anything like that could cause a draw like that. All right. What is the name of the orange-colored coolant General Motors cars use? Mm, Dex Cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> Dex Cool. I guessed Jeez. incorrectly. Because they, they, their options were Agent Orange, which I know is not that. That's <laughs> oh, pretty good, though. That's good. I like that. I wonder who developed it. It could have been GM. It could have been one Maybe, of the big yeah. three who developed Agent Orange. Definitely yeah. possible. Um, but Agent Orange, Dex Cool, Coolant Orange, or it doesn't have a name. And I guessed Coolant Orange because I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Uh, a car comes with a slipping transmission, and the customer wants a transmission flush. What should you do? Oh, I got it right. One in doubt, Pixie. A slipping <laughs> transmission. You drain the automatic transmission fluid. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter whether it's an automatic or a manual. You basically would drain all the fluid out and then put new fluid in. So this one says... Maybe change a filter if it's an automatic. Recommend the customer have the transmission checked out and advise against doing a flush. According to this... Um, when a transmission starts slipping, this means that there is already internal damage. Forcing new fluid into the transmission can actually cause more damage or even lead to complete transmission failure. Hmm. But again, remember, this is a quiz that I have not vetted. I'm just going on it. And we're also kind of just guessing yeah. out, out of the wind without knowing the multiple right, choice. Right, right, right. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Transmission what fluid are has... Are we doing spinning boy noises? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Transmission fluid has three main functions. What are they? I'm sorry, say that again. Transmission fluid has three main functions. What are they? To clean, lubricate, cool. Yep. It is to lubricate, clean, and provide hydraulic pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the significance of the DOT number on a tire? I'm not sure. I know DOT stands for Department of Transportation. Maybe oh, I got that the right. speed rating? So the DOT number on the tire just indicates the factory that the, built the tire and its batch number. Oh. Mm. I believe that's probably related to if something is suable. Can I, can I ask my own question in this? No. this? Okay. Yes, go ahead. Please. What do you know what the numbers on your wheel, on your tire stand for? Like uh, 225, 60R16? millimeters technically you are correct because i metrics, guess shit. it's all metrics yeah, right there's no point <laughs> of even continuing you what, got is, it. what is it <laughs> the big number is going to be the measurement of your the width of your tire um in millimeter i believe yeah and then uh i was gonna assume something has to do with the crevices but i don't know no 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 actually okay. and then no. i can't i know one of them the, like the r is the measurement of it's one of them is kind of the percentage of rise of the sidewall in relation yep. to the width. Yep. they call. I think they refer to that as the aspect ratio. Yeah. yeah. So with like a 60 R16, that means the entire diameter of the wheel, 60% of it is on the sidewall. Is on the sidewall. So 30% on one, 30% on the other or side. It's, 
it's equal to 60% of the width. Yes. Yep. And the R is the radius. Yeah. Interesting. In inches. Speaking of tires, what is a directional tire? The treads are designed to go in a certain direction yep. to give you the best traction. Yep. And oftentimes they have an arrow pointing on yeah, them. It's true. Yep. Some wheels, some tires will actually have um, inside or outside marked as well. So you might have a tire that has to be mounted in a certain orientation. What are the three main types of brake pads? Carbon ceramic. That's that took the high end one. That's what I got in the oh. RS. I just found out. Oh, really? Carbon ceramic. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck my life. One. Yeah. That's not good. No, it's expensive as hell. Um, <laughs> God. Steel. Metallic. 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 Okay. Or semi-metallic. Yep. And, and uh, wood. Organic. Organic? Mm-hmm. It says organic. So they are organic, semi-metallic, and ceramic. Organic pads are typically the cheapest and are a mixture of natural materials like glass, rubber, and wood. I remember hearing, yep. Wow. Semi-metallic parts mix metal fibers uh, for longer, better stopping power. Ceramic pads are there for super rich people who are also pretentious. So So me. It doesn't say that. It it has my picture right next to it. They are stupid expensive. And that also explains why I always have all that brake dust on my wheels on the RS. That I have to constantly clean up and everybody breaks my balls that I don't clean my wheels enough. You don't clean your wheels enough. Shut up. All right. What should you always wear when installing a replacement light bulb? Your YouTube certified mechanic patch. A grounding strap. A blindfold. Apparently, this says rubber gloves because the oils on your fingers can transfer to the light bulbs on installation. These oils can get very hot and cause the bulb to burn out immediately. True story. Yeah, I didn't think of that. I'm just careful not to touch the glass when I put the bulbs in myself. All right. The enemy of a rusty bolt, and I mean the part, not the sex act, is heat. 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 Yes. Now, the enemy of the rusty bolt, the sex act, is... What? I'm afraid to ask. I don't want to know. Water, because then it's not a rusty bolt, it's a steel bolt. I don't want to tell you what the rust is. <clears throat> I really hope there's not a sex act named a rusty bolt, but if there is, I'm also kind of proud of that joke, because I just kind of w- winged it. There probably Which, is. winging it is and part if there of the isn't, rusty bolt. <laughs> if there isn't, someone's going to create it. Good job. Good but job. But that could also be a kind of nice uh, car bar, the rusty bolt. The rusty bolt. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like... Um, oh, I'm the next that out. D&D game oh, was... that I host with you guys, there is going to be a bar called the Rusty Bolt. Perfect. And, but it's going to be about like a quarrel boat bolt, like from a crossbow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. good. I like that. I like that. See? Uh, way, uh, along, D&D is awesome, guys. Along the same lines is that heat being, like, that's a legitimate thing. Like, if you've got a rusty bolt or oh, a screw yeah, that, or anything like that. That was the correct that, answer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's to people, heat it up. A lot of people say that red Loctite is permanent. That shit ain't permanent. No, sure fucking isn't. When you heat that shit up. <laughs> Put a torch to that. It'll come right out. One of the coolest things I saw not too recently, not too long ago, was um, an inductive heater. So it's a it's a coil of wire and then two two lines coming off of it that go into this device it runs electricity through the through this coil and when you put the coil over over a bolt the inductive electricity causes the bolt to turn red hot without actually applying a torch to it that nice. is the coolest thing mm-hmm. i've ever seen like they just hold they put it up to this bolt and all of a sudden it turns red hot That's and then cool. then you can break it loose i want to get one that might be ha- coming handy yeah it would i use hour. a 
garage. For our garage, the broke car garage. I actually just use, like, if I have a stuck bolt in one of my RC cars, I just hold a soldering iron to it for a little while. Oh, that's a good idea, too. Yeah. Pops right out. Nice. So, this one, I'm sorry. This is an actual question. I have to bring it to you. Um, It is relatively easy for mechanics to adjust camber or caster and tow on uh, the general population's cars. Yes and no, no, because sometimes you have to buy... Like, I know with the Focus, if I wanted to adjust the camber and tow on the rear wheels for the Focus ST, I had to buy an aftermarket part to do that. Yeah, I think when we were looking at the the all-road when we did the springs, it had that eccentric Torx, the e-Torx bolt, which is stupid. So according to this, it is not easy for most people because most... It says... um, Almost every vehicle has something called a quick toe adjustment, but to have camber and caster, um, you require special bolts or shims to get right. Yeah. And I believe caster is... An oil. (laughs) Is the tire... No, that's toe. That's camber. So what's caster? Caster is the, the, the angle forward, the angle of the strut? Yes. Okay. If you put a rat, an anime wrap on your car, but it's too tight, does it have camber toe? <laughs> Man, I was proud of that. All right. It's funny. How do you compress the piston in most rear uh, uh, calipers? Uh, take take a uh, take a C clamp to it. So that says that's an incorrect answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was the question? It says, "How do you compress the piston in most rear calipers?" Take a C clamp to that bitch. That's a budget. That's a and budget. That is an answer. That's it a budget not. recommendation for all it y'all. It says a big C clamp. Yeah, hell yes. However, the correct answer is with a special rear caliper tool. Yes. They do make a special. Most they do rear make a calipers tool. use a screw tile. And screw I can think style of piston. I can think of one person that would yell at me if I said use a C clamp, and that would be Billy, because he he's got that fancy tool that fits between the uh, the piston and the caliper, and you screw it in to push the piston back. Also, some rear calipers um, do not have a piston. They have a screw-out piston, so it, it rotates out instead of just coming straight in and out. You have to have a special tool to rotate that and screw it back into the housing, so that's another thing to keep in mind. All right. A customer complains about a mild drift to the right. Does his car likely need an alignment? Yes. Steering's probably off. That would probably be the first guess, yeah. So according to this... A, there is a good chance that if it is just a mild drift to the right, that he is experiencing what many roads in this country have, which are mild slopings to the right for drainage purposes. That is, that's valid. Yeah, I've, this I've can cause that. the car to slowly drive to the right. It is still a great idea to check the alignment, but make sure that the set of expectations of the mild drift. That's fair. Yeah. Will an alignment issue cause a vibration? No. I think it mostly just causes really awkward wear on the treads. The alignment being off? Yeah, I don't know that I've ever heard of it causing a vibration. I mean, I guess if you have, like, severe um, like if one, toe, yeah, like and if your toe wheels was really are just weird. constantly breaking loose from the road. Man. All right, let me give you the multiple choice. So the first one, A, is theoretically yes, but this is highly unlikely. B, alignments <laughs> can, can never can cause... One of, can one of them just be, no, shut the hell up? <laughs> yes, I'll make that one. Align, B, alignments can never cause vibration issues. C, yes, alignments are the main cause of vibrations. And D, 
Shut the fuck up, broke car snobs. D. D. Obviously. So the answer is... A. A. Theoretically, yes, but apparently um, the alignment issue doesn't um, necessarily immediately cause the vibrations as much as the further damage to the tires is what causes the vibration from the alignment issue. Because yeah. once you start hitting those belts, you will definitely get a vibration. Yeah. Vibrato. Yeah. In the mid-1990s and early 2000s, Chrysler was famous for hiding car batteries where? Inside the front wheel well. In that the sounds trunk, right. Nope. Wheel well sounds under right. Under the engine or under the driver's seat. Wheel well sounds right. I'll say under the driver's seat. Just to contrast Bruce's. So it is inside the front wheel well. It's, that just sounds like something they do. Yeah. Speaking of wheel wells, actually, over the last week, um, I came across an article where somebody was doing the brakes, I think, on a 2020 Audi R8. There's a speaker in the passenger side wheel well. Can you guess what it's for? To make car car vroom vroom sounds. Am I like stupidly right again? And you're Hold like, on. <laughs> Hold on. so it, it was actually on a forum that posted it and people had agreed upon what the cause, what the reason, what the purpose of the speaker was for. We'll see if you can actually guess correctly. They were wrong. It's on, uh, where was it again? So if, if you're looking in the front, the front passenger side wheel, well, it's on the left, <laughs> the left side, like against the crew compartment, the passenger compartment. Like up where the fire, like yeah. if you keep going through that, yep. you hit the fire. Um, exactly. And it's just wide open. The only thing between the speaker and the outside world is the wheel liner. Does it offset road noise somehow? Does it play, like in the wheel compartment to offset road noise, does it play whatever the counter noise for that is? That's what everybody on the forum was thinking that it was, but that's not it. Huh. It was actually there to create noise for pedestrian warnings oh nice yeah to warn to warn pedestrians that there's a car behind them or coming up on them all right i'm doing two more questions go ahead all right i like it with any electrical problem in a vehicle what is the first thing you should check i'm sorry say what again with any electrical problem in a vehicle what is the first thing you check and it is a the fuses remove the battery b unplug everything c turn off the radio d Check the fuses and relays. Yep, D. Okay, you got that one. Everybody likes the D. Yeah, especially in the car. All right. A car is overheating, and the upper radiator hose is significantly cooler than the lower hose. What is likely the issue? Bad thermostat. Yep. Don't <laughs> think about it or talk about it. Oh, no, oh I mean, I'm not answer. sure. Could we go further into that? No, I mean, we can, we can. All right, I'm doing one more. <laughs> a customer asks for a free diagnostic scan, and you turn up a... Random misfire code. What's your next step? Reset it. Mm, random misfire. Typically, that means you're not getting good combustion in several of the cylinders if it's random. So, could be your ignition, spark plugs. So the the I'm gonna options. say just sometimes it's a freak occurrence. Reset yeah. it. See if it happens again. See if it comes back. Yeah. So. This says for its four options: A, tell the customer there's nothing you can do. <laughs> B, <laughs> rip. I mean, oh, just you gotta let me get. If through. I ran a garage, yes, that's a, get the you fuck let me, out. Let me Not, go through all this. You're, B, you're fucked, buy a new car. B, <laughs> ship the car to the dealership. <laughs> C, request a per hour diagnostic fee. Or D, 
Let the car sit for a few days and ignore the customer's calls. Definitely D. I'm still on that D. Yep. So obviously the only reasonable one that's on here is to request a per hour diagnostic fee. And they say this is because a free diagnostic is purely to give you an idea of where to start. And a random misfire code can lead you down several paths. The safest bet is to do a per hour diagnostic approval so you can find the source of the problem and fix it right away. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I like that. I'm going to keep because that's a much longer quiz so we can go back to that in the future oh cool how many how many did we get through Uh, 11 yeah i was accounting no mathematician (laughs) you're not ian malcolm no k-i-tician count count the count the matchsticks this is one piece of foam count the the matchsticks there are zero matchsticks that is correct yes how many pot plants are on there none None. they're buckwheat they're buckwheat (laughs) yes from the little rascals yes ote ote wow who was your favorite little rascal (laughs) was it spanky honestly i kind of hate them all (laughs) (laughs) oh alfalfa Uh, i prefer the 90s one was that 90s or was that 80s you would what i didn't hate that movie I like that one. No, you know what movie I absolutely adore? Dennis the Menace, the remake. Yeah, yeah. with Walter Matthau. Yeah, that yeah. was so good. Never seen Which it. Which is an older movie. And now with the server, it yeah. it is so good. Is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a cute movie. I think it's because I had a bad experience with a kid named Dennis in my younger years. I didn't. I don't like that name. Mm, yeah, well, you'll yeah. like this kid. Okay. Yeah, this one is. It, it's also it, got Christopher Lloyd. Yes, it does. But yeah. oh god, Doc as Brown. a hobo. Doc Brown in his yeah. later life. Transient. Um, this was his. <laughs> this was before, probably. Um, yes. I don't know. No, this was after. This was after. Yeah, it was Back well future, after. Yeah. I think it came out in like '94. Well, when did Back, Back to, to the, the first Back to the Future was '84, I think, wasn't it? '84, '85. And then the two sequels. I know the third one came out in the early '90s. That's too much of a car movie. We can't watch that. That's no, not. The main character is a car. But it's, you're a car. No. You're a towel. Yeah. Do we really want to reveal the bit? No. What? No. But what, what, not there, to get... Is there a bit? No. Shush, shush, shush. Not to get completely serious. Really? Dennis the Menace, the movie, Um, it actually is quite sweet because they Dennis is a menace, yes, and annoying, but it's not like demonic, like problem child is a problem. It's, oh, it's so, just... Ooh, he is... The Good he, Son was a good movie. Yes, but so, that was also... But, like, Dennis is actually just a sweet kid, and there's a lot of heartwarming things in okay, it. Okay, so he's not gonna make me want to punch a child next time no, around in public? No, God, no. No, but you'll definitely feel some of, you know, Mr. Wilson. Hey, Mr. Wilson! Yeah. Hi. <laughs> just a... Let me, let me ask you this. Has there ever been someone that you've been so happy to see and you never thought in your mind that they can't stand the point of youth showing up. Your mom. I'm talking about your mom. Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. Don't worry. She won't ever forget because she's not an elephant. No, she's not. I wasn't going to call her an elephant. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Just a little bit. Ru- like, Rudy. No, we would have to be a, uh, you can't do it. There has to be a role in your Rudy. Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> or Rufy. Rufy. J-E-L-L-O. It's alive. Yes. God, I wonder if he ever used that as a delivery mechanism. <laughs> Having to put it pop. <laughs> I know he was, do- he was doing advertisements for Coke for a while. <laughs> <You're> just... <laughs> uh, 
Bruce, if you ever write a book of just your ideas in your head, will you please write a short story called The Delicious Date Rape? <laughs> Have it be about a jello pudding pop. You see, you're going to eat the pudding pop and you're going to like it. <laughs> Whether you want to or not. Oh, God. I think that's it for me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. I've had a great night. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm Adam. I'm Bruce. Bye. And I'm Aaron. Bye. Toodles.